Take our Bibles tonight and turn to the book of Colossians chapter number 1, please. Colossians chapter number 1. It's 6.45. What time do you get done? All right. I don't preach long sermons, right, Hon? Okay. Have you heard that before? Colossians chapter number 1. We're going to begin at verse number 24. Let's stand, please. And... I'll read out loud and you read along silently as we begin at Colossians chapter number 1 and read from verse 24 to verse 29. Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Father, please bless us as we study your word tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you. Please be seated. Terry and I have been serving the Lord in Taiwan, as I mentioned, for over 30 years, and uh, we were... Um, sent out of the Bible Baptist Church of Everett, Washington. In fact, that's uh, the church uh, ordained us uh, uh, there. In fact, uh, Pastor Jane that was on my ordination council uh, many years ago, and I remember one of the things he said, he said, make sure it's in the books or in the minutes, whatever they call those things, that if he ever changes his doctrine, to turn his ordina- ordination certificate in. <laughs> uh, we uh, look at this passage here, and if we study, were to study chapter 1 tonight, uh, we would find uh, out that in this book, uh, Colossians, that we find Christ is all we need. But in particularly, uh, we see the preeminence of Christ. And you take the word preeminence, and you see the first part, uh, the, the part of that word is imminent. Imminent uh, meaning uh, distinguished or prominent. And so pre Eminent means pre, meaning surpassing or superior to. So he is preeminent to us or for us. And we need to emphasize Christ every day in our life. Give him the preeminence in our lives as children of God and give him preeminence in our church. And so if we look at chapter number 1, verses 1 through 12, we see that Paul emphasizes Christ's preeminence in the gospel message. And then verses 13 and 14, we see that he emphasizes uh, Christ's preeminence on the cross. And then verses 15 through 17, we see he emphasizes Christ's preeminence in creation. And then verses 18 to 23, Christ's preeminence in the church. And then we come to these verses, verse 24 through 29, Christ's preeminence in ministry. Christ's preeminence in ministry. So Paul provides, of course, God speaking through Paul, insight into how he viewed his work as a minister of the gospel of Christ. And we can get some ideas of how we should be serving the Lord as well. 
If you are a child of God, you should be a minister of the gospel of Christ. All of us are ministers of the gospel of Christ. Every church is a minister of the gospel of Christ. That is, a minister is a servant, a servant of the Lord. And so we need to give Christ first place in our life in this matter. And so we, as children of God, need to learn how to do that. We need to learn how to surrender, what it means to surrender our lives to the Lord. Giving up our lives to the Lord for His honor, for His glory, because we want to give Him preeminence, which is giving Him first place in our life. And so that is not always easy to do. Why? Because we're selfish. We love ourselves, and we want to protect ourselves. We don't want to be hurt. Uh, we want things to be as easy as we can get it. And so we like what we like, and we love what we love. And we're not ashamed to tell others. Well, sometimes we are because it's sin. Sometimes there's sin that comes along. But uh, we want others. I like this, especially love this uh, particular thing. And so, but we, when it comes to giving up for the Lord, we're not always, it's not always easy for us to do. But we see this example that Paul mentions here in verse number 24. He says, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you. Now look, look at that. Rejoicing in what? Sufferings. Now, when we think about sufferings, we think about that has to have some kind of pain in there somewhere. If you think of suffering, if you, you're not comfortable, you're uncomfortable when you're suffering. Amen? I don't know who is, who is comfortable when they're, when they're suffering. If, if your uh, father ever corrected you by grabbing hold of your ear and uh, you found that to be uncomfortable, you're, su- <laughs> you're suffering. And so we, he talks about the suffering he goes through. Now, some of you have studied this already, but we'll look at it again in 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 and rehearse what uh, Paul talks about, some of the sufferings that he went through, particularly as he talks to the church at Corinth. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, in verse number 23, and he says, Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more, and labors more abundant. Sometimes in the church you think about those who are laboring and they serve. You say, well, this person's serving the Lord more than I do. They, they give more time to the Lord. Maybe they're uh, always at the church and teaching a class or going out on visitation and all these things. And just uh, there's some, some that are more active in church than others. And uh, some of you have seen that here in your church as well. And so he says that more abundant. And uh, not only that, we also know that uh, Paul was also a tent-making missionary of sorts that he uh, would not be chargeable to churches and he would go out and and work and and raise his living and then he labored that way as well. And then he mentions in stripes above measure. Now, you understand what the stripes are about. It's about being beaten, being whipped, and that's because of his service for the Lord in prisons, so he's talking about sufferings that he went through in prisons more frequent and deaths often. What is that? You mean he died and came back again? Well, facing death, people wanted him to be dead. They didn't want him to live. They wanted him out of the way. They hated what he was preaching. They hated him teaching about Christ. They wanted Paul out of the way. And it says, of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. So what's that mean? Five times he was beat 39 times. 
sufferings. Thrice was I beaten with rods. It was one thing to be beaten with a whip, but how about being beaten with rods? Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep. Now, how would you like to be in the deep in Puget Sound a night and a day? I don't think we could survive. The water would be too cold. <laughs> and then he says in verse 26, And journeys often. And so traveling here, traveling there. How many of you love home? You love being at home. You enjoy being your home life. Yes. Sometimes you say, let's go out and take a trip. Where do you want to go? I don't know. I'd rather stay home. Oh, but he's really willing to journey if God wanted him to. In perils of water and perils of robbers. Some of you face that around here. Hello? In perils by my own countrymen. Yes? Hmm? So sad when we see so much of this going on in the United States now. You go out to the gas station to get uh, your tank filled up and uh, you have to be watching yourself uh, all the time. In perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. <clears throat> there. You're trying to serve the Lord and people are talking bad about you. Teaching false doctrine. Trying to tear down what you're trying to do, in weariness and painfulness and watchings often in hunger and thirst and fastings often in cold and nakedness besides those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily the care of all the churches. Who is weak? And I'm not weak. Who is offended and I burn not. And so he reflects that he's a man. And he feels pain just like anybody would. He gets hurt just like anybody would. But he does this for the Lord and that souls will be saved from a Christless hell forever and ever. Now go with me one more time to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 9. For I think that God has set forth us the apostles last as it were appointed to death for we are made a spectacle unto the world and to angels and to men. Made, made a, speckle, a spectacle. Just think people look down upon you think you are weird just because you stand for God and righteousness and love the Lord, want to go to church, want to be around God's people, want to share the gospel of Christ, have standards in your life that you believe that God has given you to live by and you become a spectacle. They mock you, they laugh at you because you don't do certain things. You, you don't want to go out drinking with them and things like that. You don't want to go to movies that they go to and things like that. And, and that you become a spectacle because you want to talk about the Lord. You want to praise God. Something happens to you in your work, work environment. You said, praise God. And they said, what are you praising God for? Well, it's a blessing, really. They look at you strangely. But in your heart, you know it's a blessing of God. And so you praise God. You become a spectacle. And so in these things, Paul talks about his suffering. Go back to Colossians chapter number 1 again. Rejoice in my sufferings for you. He was so happy that even though he had to face these kinds of things in ministry, to reach people with the gospel of Christ, that he was willing to do it that they might be saved and obtain everlasting life. And that they would also go out and reach others with the gospel of Christ. 
He was an example and testimony for them and willing to stand and suffer for the Lord. Now, most of us, you and I, will not suffer like Paul did. Most of us will not. But what are we willing to suffer? Sometimes we think it's so hard to be able to be in church when it's church time. Think about Paul when you say, I'm so tired from work. I just worked all day today, and I just don't think I can make it another mile. I don't know how many times I've felt that way and just like, but I went and got a blessing. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I just, I was, in, even the preacher, <laughs> was encouraged just to go to church. Even though I did not feel like it, I went because I believe that's what God wanted me to do. Was that a kind of suffering? Yeah, I think it is. Not like Paul did. Weariness of the, of the body can be suffering when you continue to go forward for the Lord. Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 17, he said, Yea, and I will be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith. I joy and rejoice with you all. He was so happy to do it. Happy to suffer. Happy to go through things that were difficult in his life. Even facing death, being beaten, he was happy to do it. Why? Because souls were getting saved. Saved from eternal death. We think about this kind of suffering. And then what about us? Terry and I have been separated from our families for so many years. And we said, well, maybe you don't like your family that much. Well, we love our families, and well, we praise God now that uh, we're able to use uh, um, social media, whatever, you know, we're able to use social media. It used to be that, I'm sorry, I can't call you very often because it's, the phone call is too expensive to call from overseas. But now, if you have internet service, it's free. It's really changed a lot, so we thank God for that. But to see our grandchildren grow up, and we're not around them, and they go through things, and we're not, they're not able to be involved in their activities that they go through or even have a presence in their life and have an influence in their life uh, like we'd love to. And that is uh, sometimes we think about it, and it's, it's difficult to, to face that we cannot be with them. But we do it because we know where God wants us to be. And God gives us the grace that we need to go through these things. To be around a people that sometimes and we speak and they don't always uh, understand us. And speaking in Chinese, uh, we uh, speak to people that don't know the Bible. And we speak to them about the Bible and they're all like, I really don't understand <laughs> what you're talking about. And so we have to go from ground zero talking about uh, the Creator God. Why is that? Because in Taiwan, they have many, many gods that they believe in. And so we have to go from ground zero and talk about, uh, and tell them about the Creator God. And so it takes longer. Now, with the Filipino church, it's different. Most of them come from a Catholic background. And so they have the idea of, of one God and the Bible. And so it just is so much different re reaching them than it is the, the Taiwanese people there. 
And, but we are willing to stay there and learn how to reach the people there, even though sometimes it's uh, very difficult. We go through difficulty just like you uh, do here. We've seen people come to know Christ as their Savior. We've discipled them. And then they leave the church. And some of them, not for good reasons, not because they moved, they just didn't want to go to church anymore. And so we begin to think, what, what, where did we go wrong? Have you ever felt that way, Pastor? Did I do something wrong? Did I, did I not explain it right? Did I not teach it right? And so you begin to think, wow, I need to be making sure. One of the things I've tried to make sure uh, is that we need to preach repentance. There's so many people that go to church and they have not truly repented. They just become a church member and they just said the right things in order to be baptized and become a member of the church, but they have not truly repented. And that's one of the reasons that when, the tough, when things get tough, they leave. And so learning, how to, uh, learning these things and how to reach uh, people like that is somewhat of a suffering that we go through, trying to do the work and church planning that God has told us to. Going back to Colossians chapter number 2 and verse number 14. Are you with me? Blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And also Colossians, if you turn with me there, Colossians... <clears throat> Chapter number 6 and verse number 14, it says, But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Paul was talking about his suffering as he was rejoicing that he suffered for their benefit, but it was not for, their, not for salvation's sake. You don't suffer to get salvation. We have salvation in the cross of Christ and His suffering for us, what He's done for us. And so you can, yes, you, you and I might, and some people have a wrong idea. They, you know, they want to be involved in church and they'll go through a lot of things and they have this idea of working for their salvation. But that's not biblical. There are some churches that teach that, you know. And Paul, it's not that way. He was rejoicing that he was counted worthy to suffer for the Lord. And how about us? When times get difficult as children of God and you think you're going through some sufferings in your life, do you thank the Lord for the sufferings? We often say, Lord, get me out of here. <laughs> get me out of here. I'm tired of this suffering. Instead of saying, Lord, I don't want to suffer, but if I need to for your glory, I'm willing to. Things are difficult now. Sometimes we, we suffer financially. Sometimes we suffer because of relationships. Sometimes we suffer in our health. But do we give up when we suffer? And then we continue. Paul talks about his joy. Look at, let's look at uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 19. For what is our hope, our joy, our crown of rejoicing? are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at His coming. So He's doing all these things, willing to go through sufferings so that He can see souls saved and come before the Lord Jesus Christ. That was His joy. You think about your children. You're willing to suffer for your children, to work hard and make a life for your family. 
so that they'll be able to have an education or have the needs that they have. You're willing to work and suffer if it needs to be. Some families, some families, they work several jobs just to have, just to make ends meet. And they're willing to do that. Why? Because of their family. They love their family and care about their family. And so Paul was looking at his spiritual children, willing to suffer, willing to go through hardship because he was wanting to see them presented before the Lord Jesus Christ, looking forward to the truth that they would be with him in heaven one day. Now, what do we do? We can say, I don't want to suffer. Now, if I were to ask most of you here tonight, you'd say, do you desire to suffer? Well, no. (laughs) I don't want to suffer. But if God wants you to, are you willing? And sometimes we have to go through some little difficulties in our life before God will bring bigger difficulties into our life. Sometimes it's just a matter of being faithful to the little things. Sometimes church, church members, they want to do the big things in church, greater things in church, but they're not willing to do the little things. Why? Because eh, it's too hard. I think a lot of children are like that. Eh, you want $5? Okay, I'll give you a little chore to do. But just give me the $5. Well, I love you, but how about doing a little chore? Don't want, to, don't want to do a little suffering? And so sometimes it's that way with it. we as children of God. Are we willing to suffer to reap the reward that God has for us? Thank you so much for supporting Terry and I. As we have been in Taiwan and we've gone through some difficulties in our life, the language was so hard to learn. Seeing people getting saved and leaving the church is difficult. Remaining faithful Not always easy, but God is with us every day, sustaining us and helping us. And when we see one more soul get saved, we're so blessed. And we share that with you. And want to encourage you. Yes, you and I will go through some sufferings upon this earth. It will be worth it all. Whatever your all is, it will be worth it all. Are you willing to suffer for the Lord? That one more soul will be saved? Sometimes it's sacrificing financially. Sometimes it's sacrificing by God calling you to leave your family and go to a foreign mission field to share the gospel with someone who you don't even know yet. Are you willing to suffer for others, for Christ's sake? Let's all stand with every head bowed, please.